Welcome, dumbheads, to MDC, the Mega Dumb Cast. In this, the high noon of season five, I'm identifying the dumbest thing on every goddamn page of MT2, the Weird Weird West, the second in a trio of time travel adventures for TSR's Marvel Superheroes RPG. Every episode is one page, every episode is short. The Weird Weird West was written by Ray Winninger and published in 1989 by TSR. Today we're discussing page 44 of The Weird Weird West. Today concludes chapter 25, The Crozar Assault. As you'll know from the past couple of episodes, we've fought our way through Crozar lines, we've paid our dues, either with our blood and sweat and precious karma points or by being able to fly, and at last we've arrived back at the Crozar camp where this whole grudge against rubber lizards started, and we're finally going to wrap up this loose end that's been dangling ever since we rifled around in the drawers of the research shack, the Beta Bomb. We knew that there was a doomsday weapon here, but we were instructed in the text of that page, you can't find the beta bomb. It is being carefully concealed. Nothing you can do about the beta bomb at this stage. But now we're back. The stakes have never been higher. We just have to find that beta bomb. So we're back up on that same goddamn ridge, looking out over the trees and through that invisible one. We see the camp. It is almost entirely empty. Just as when Ford's Furies visited earlier to get that generator for Einstein, there are just a few lizard people here. Quote, the few crows are that remain in the camp concentrate their activities around a single building located near the center of the encampment. This is the building that houses the bomb. The structure is one area long and three areas wide. The aliens enter and leave this building in a constant stream. If we decide to approach stealthily, we automatically succeed with no roll required. Once again, I object. I mean, it's not like any of these crows are we're going to make their intuition roll to see us anyway. But for real, when is the last time that the player playing Moon Knight got to touch a die? Let this poor motherfucker roll. Once the heroes sneak automatically into the most important secure building of the Crozar military effort, quote, inside they find eight Crozar working on a complicated piece of military hardware, the beta bomb, priming and readying the device for use. If and when the heroes defeat the Crozar inside the building, they can examine the device the aliens were working on and learn that it is the beta bomb. Lying next to the bomb is a piece of paper that seems to have been removed from a military manual. The paper reads as follows, and I just have to note here, this is, to me, the most hilarious motif that we've encountered in these adventures so far, which is the author simply dropping loose leaves of paper as just the laziest possible shortcut to exposition. Like, don't even go to the pretense of having two NPCs hanging around talking to each other about something they both know for no reason. Just, you find a piece of binder paper on the ground that says, this is the bomb you're looking for, and here's what you're supposed to do in this scene. Now, granted, it isn't quite as direct as that. The note says, quote, priming instructions. Remove fuse cord A from detonator train. Build timing mechanism, see separate instructions, and insert in heat exchanger. Detonator is now live. Disarming instructions. Enter the bomb's alphanumeric decode, see serial information, into the keypad located on the undercarriage. Note, disarming the detonator permanently disables the priming device. To rearm and detonate the bomb, a completely new timing mechanism must be constructed and inserted in accordance with the above instructions. So we have in front of us the beta bomb. It's not too impressive in person. It's 50 pounds. There's a little keypad on it. And the text informs us that we have two options. Quote, if they wish, the characters can take the 50-pound bomb with them and attempt to destroy it. The material strength of the bomb is excellent. The bomb will not explode if attacked, since the Crozar have not yet finished the priming sequence. This implies that if the Crozar had finished the priming sequence, destroying the bomb would cause it to detonate, which would kill us and presumably a lot of other people. Therefore, it does not seem like the superheroic thing to do to find this piece of paper on the ground and think, well, if they had this lying around, they probably haven't primed it yet which means this will probably not kill everyone in the vicinity of Dodge City, 
so let's just all circle up and fire our guns at it. But if we do, then nothing happens. We're fine. The day is saved. Thanks to reckless use of firearms. Quote, alternatively, the heroes may wish to disarm the device. The bomb's decode, XNAV, was written on one of the papers the heroes examined in the Crozar Research Shack earlier. If the heroes know the decode, they can easily type it into the keypad located on the underside of the bomb, thus disarming the device. The Crozar do not have the material on hand to build another timing mechanism. If the bomb is disabled in this manner, the aliens are permanently prevented from detonating the bomb in the mountains. And then it just goes on to say there's nothing else of interest in the camp. If we go into the computer room, we'll find the note about the decode if we've forgotten it since we saw it earlier. And we'll also see the Crozar still don't know shit about what's happening with the time disturbance. Don't worry, the main plot has not moved since the last time you bothered to look at it. Here's the thing, though, and this is the dumbest thing in this page, because there's this dichotomy. Do you want to basically just like pick up a blunt object and bash this bomb apart, hoping that it doesn't explode? Or do the players remember that earlier, if and when they were in the research shack, they saw a memo that gave a bomb serial number and a decode, and it turns out the decode is a disarm code. And do they remember that code so that they can therefore type it into the keypad here and disarm the bomb, which they are assured by the accompanying documentation will permanently disable the detonator such that a new detonator would have to be inserted before the device can be used. If we went to the research shack and if we found the memo and if we remember the code XNAV or remember where to find it, then that seems like a great plan to disarm this doomsday device if we know that the Crozar do not have another detonator on hand, which we do not. That is in the judge-only portion of the text. For all we know, if we walk away from this bomb after we disarmed it, they're going to go get in the lizard forklift, bring down another pallet of detonators, and pop another one in here, and the apocalypse is back on schedule. It would be highly irresponsible for us to leave this bomb here in any case, given what we know and don't know. I mean, even if we break it, who's to say they can't repair it? We have to take this thing out of here. And this raises the question, if we're going to take this thing with us, why would we break it? Why would we disarm it? It's already highly tempting for player characters at this stage in the adventure. Late but still, we know that there's a lot more to do. We know that there's a big climactic challenge coming because there's still all these loose ends in the plot, right? What about Einstein? What about the time disturbance? What about the hooded figures? We sure could use a catastrophically dangerous bomb to handle some of those problems. And even if not, if it turns out we don't need it, we'll just go blow up some of these giant dinosaurs with it. That would be cathartic after all this. One last stop on our way back to the time machine. So already, it's almost an irresistible urge to take this super powerful bomb with us and try to use it. But even beyond that, surely detonating the bomb is the most effective way to make sure that it is actually off the table. We know that while it may be powerful, it's not going to destroy everything on the map unless it's detonated at a very specific spot in the mountains. And it's easy to forget when you're looking at an overland map, but like, there is more desert here. If we fly the other direction away from the camp, away from the river, away from Dodge City, we can put miles between us and the camp, let alone any of the human forces or citizens we can detonate this thing in the middle of the desert. We can do it on a distant, isolated mountaintop. We could do it in the air if we're clever about it. And especially if we've got science skills on the team to make some kind of estimate of what this thing's capable of, what the blast is going to be like. And failing that, if our time machine is operational, which nothing says it isn't, we could take just a short jaunt out of here, give ourselves a little bit of space, and detonate this thing safely in another time altogether. We have so many options. I mean, hell, we could just set up some kind of makeshift timer and detonate it right here. Blow up the Crozar camp. The dumbest thing in this page is not per se that any of these things are possible. Like, it's not going to ruin the plot if we blow up this bomb or even if we have it on us to resolve an encounter later. Contrary to the author's opinion, giving the player characters the ability to overcome challenges is not inherently a threat to the plot. The dumbest thing is twofold. Number one, here this bomb sits in a building in the middle of the camp, barely guarded, 
having complex operations performed on it, using thorough reference materials that are apparently just on hand. I think when the players see this, especially if they've already been back to the Crozar camp to see that it already was down to like six lizard people before we even started schmoozing generals, like as soon as the Crozar's main part of the plot was over, the camp just emptied out. I think if the players have been through all that, when they come back here and see this bomb, all 50 pounds of it lying on a table in the open, unguarded in the middle of the camp, they're going to rightly ask, so it was impossible to find this bomb when we were here before, right? Like if, like if we came back to the camp to get the neutron power flux generator and we were like, hey, let's look around, see if anything's in any of these other buildings. When we came into this room, all we would have found was lizard people trained to use the bomb, documentation about the bomb, an incompletely constructed detonator train complete with fuse cord A, etc., etc., but not the beta bomb. And there was no way to use any of that information to find the beta bomb. That's what you're suggesting. The only way to find it was traversing the entire desert and convincing Alexander the Great, Napoleon Bonaparte, and Genghis Khan to join into a cross-cultural human coalition, then walk all the way back across the desert so that via that diversion, I will have tricked the Crozar into directing their forces there and thinking that they're going to succeed in armed conflict, Also, that I could come back here and the Crozar would have taken out this 50-pound bomb from whatever drawer it was in and put it on the table where I could find it. That was the only way forward. Okay. Number two, this whole thing about the the decode, the memo in the research shack. I mean, we haven't spent a ton of time on it, but like the serial number and everything. I mean, just on this page, easily a third of it is devoted to technical details about this bomb. All of this material is redundant. We don't need it to find the bomb. And even in the event that we have followed this pointless subplot closely enough to know how to disarm the bomb, that is not only an obscure and difficult solution to the problem, but it is not a solution to the problem. The bomb still needs to be either destroyed or taken away. This is a meager reward for having remembered the code XNAV that I read on a memo for eight years or however the fuck long it took to play through this entire adventure when we have to spend hours struggling through the desert every time we want to go anywhere. But we're here now. One way or another, we dealt with the bomb. Let's cut back to the big battle scene and see what's happening there. Quote, while the heroes are infiltrating the Crozar camp, the human troops are taking the brunt of the alien assault. The humans fight tenaciously and do much better than anyone would have expected, managing to keep the aliens away from the mountains for a full 15 hours before falling back to regroup. By this time, the heroes should have already taken out the bomb and been long gone. From this point on, the Crozar continue to harass the human troops, and the humans continue to resist, but neither side makes any definitive progress for the duration of this adventure. Of course, we don't know that in character, but that's the reality. That part of the plot is over. Quote, the hero's next move is probably to wait until Einstein has finished wiring his device, which at this point is almost completed. And it's true, that is probably our next move. Yes, after nearly 48 hours of work and a possible break to strap on a pair of bandoliers and rescue us Rambo-style from the Crozar camp, Einstein has just about finished his work and is ready to guide us to the final level to fight the final boss. But first, math homework. Join me next time for that on MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. This has been MDC. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the top-secret patrons-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact me however you want. I am Megadumbcast on Twitter, Gmail, Podbean, your favorite podcatcher, etc., etc. This episode's theme music, used under Creative Commons license, is Western Firefight 2 by Kula, whose work you can find at kula.com. That's C-U-L-L-A-H dot com. Thanks for listening.